This is Frank Dominguez for the WDAV Piedmont Arts Podcast. In honor of the centennial of Leonard Bernstein's birth, the schools of music, drama, design and production, and dance at UNC School of the Arts join forces to present the American composer's most monumental work, Mass. It's described as a meditation on the meaning of faith, and in characteristic Bernstein fashion features a blending of genres including blues, rock, gospel, folk, Broadway, and jazz idioms, appearing side by side with symphonic and choral music in a single dramatic event. Joining me are Karen Hendrickson, the music director, and Douglas Webster, who will be the stage director for this ambitious production. Uh, Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much. Karen, let me start with you. I think it's accurate to say Leonard Bernstein is widely recognized as a conductor, but his best-known work as a composer is from popular culture hits such as uh, West Side Story or On the Town. Where does Mass fall in the somewhat underappreciated range of his work as a composer? Well, I think Mass is a great example of the breadth and depth of Leonard Bernstein's capabilities as a composer. Everything about Mass is incredibly theatrical and musically. It spans all the way from electronic 12-tone music that opens the piece to then being interrupted by a very Broadway-style ballad titled Simple Song, sung by the celebrant. And it then moves to a liturgical chorus singing in Latin, accompanied by a marching band. (laughs) So you get um, quite a potpourri of, of styles from him. And it's an amazing piece in terms of how successfully he was able to blend these seamlessly, really, without taking the audience off guard at any one point. Douglas, it's not unusual for musical settings of the mass to be performed in theaters as part of concerts, but they don't often require a stage director. What is it about Bernstein's mass that demands the talents of someone like you? Well, I think in the nature of the title itself, mass, a theater piece for singers, dancers, and players, necessitates the use of a theatrical uh, element as opposed to just concert version. Um, That said, I have performed the concert versions at uh, Carnegie Hall. For the most part, at the Vatican, we added some theatrical staging, but it was was certainly a concert performance. And the story was told well. The story of Mass is served by the, the lyrics and the music. But the texture of the Mass... The, the dance, the interaction of players on stage, the movement, the grandiose spectacle of 200 people moving on a stage. That's an aspect of mass which is represented in the name, mass. It's meant to be massive. And that's why as a theatrical piece, it is best served in its original intention as a theatrical piece for players, singers, and dancers. Where are the musicians and the singers who are going to perform Mass from? Are they students here at UNCSA? All of the participants in this production on stage are students from UNC School for the Arts. And we have some additional um, forces coming in because it is a piece that requires such a large standing chorus. We have the Winston-Salem State University singers who are led by Douala Burke. And we also have a youth chorus, the Winston-Salem Youth Chorus, who's led by Sonia Sepulveda, um, participating in, in the, the production. So it's, 
it's not just a UNC School for the Arts production. Most of the students will be from the School for the Arts, but we've got some absolutely fantastic artistic collaborators from the community as well. Karen, you've talked about the range of music that Bernstein incorporates into this work. How does this compare with the repertory that you usually conduct? And what does it demand of you as a conductor mm. to be uh, changing genres every few minutes? Mm. Well, I grew up with a theatrical backdrop, really. My mom was an actress and a singer. She then transitioned into directing. Um, my family owns a theater support company. And so I grew up from a very young age knowing all the Broadway musicals. Probably by the time I was eight or nine, I could sing most of those musicals from heart. Um, they were just part of my everyday kind of sound palette, really. As I progressed, I'm a pianist by trade. That's my degree is piano performance. And I got into chamber work, which is the ultimate accompaniment. And then as I transitioned into conducting, which is really, from my point of view, just working in a much larger chamber-like format, but everything I do as a conductor um, stems from the idea of chamber music. And so the crossover between symphonic music, which I do quite a bit, to somewhat operatic music, which I also do. I've also done uh, my share of kind of Broadway shows um, at community theaters or professional theaters. So for me, it's it's right in my wheelhouse to collaborate widely across these genres. It's something that I absolutely love doing. And I'm really thrilled that when the call came out, you know, who do we get to conduct Bernstein's Mass? My name was there at the top of the list. And I'm thrilled. This is the fourth production I'll work on. Um, I've worked on three productions as assistant conductor. This will be my first production as a music director. And amazingly, my first ever production as assistant conductor was with Doug Webster, the now director of this production, uh, when he was doing the celebrant role, which he has done widely. And there's probably no better um, dictionary of who the celebrant is than, than Doug Webster in the United States, no doubt. Tell me about the genesis of the piece as you know it, because I find that interesting, where the commission came from and how Bernstein came to write it. Bernstein was approached by Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, who wanted to commission the opening performance of the National Arts Center, which was named after Kennedy at that point, the Kennedy Center. And she wanted Bernstein specifically, because he was a friend of Kennedy, to, to write something that was purely American in, in style, in essence, in story, something theatrical, and something that would represent in some way John Kennedy's Catholic faith. So of those three things, Bernstein represented America in the wide range of musical styles of that time, and represented not literally by the rock and roll of 1971, uh, but the idea of, of rock and roll and the idea of jazz. There, there are jazz singers and blues singers, it's not straight-up blues, it's not straight-up jazz, and it's certainly not straight-up rock and roll. I mean, who writes rock and roll in 7-8? In I mean, <laughs> it, it's uncomfortable. And that was part of his, his plan, is that there were things that were very familiar, but Bernstein being Bernstein was able to create an, a disjunct, unfamiliar, uncomfortable aspect about the music that would reflect that uncomfortable aspect of America at the time. You know, we were in a war and many of the people in the United States didn't agree with it, but we were there 
And so there was a discord, race relations, um, gender issues. I mean, and that was reflected in mass. The original review of it called it disparate and a hodgepodge and a, you know, it was just a poorly assembled collection. And that's what America is. <laughs> we are a horribly disparate and poorly assembled nation. And yet we work. It takes work. And mass is, in a sense, an honor to that. The Catholic aspect of it, he didn't make it specifically Catholic, but he took the order of the Catholic mass and used that as a structural element to follow. It's not literal in any way. And then on top of that, he created the, the central character, which is an everyman theatrical device, and made him a priest, a young man who follows his calling into the priesthood and then develops through the course of the play into a higher level of priest. He could be an archbishop at the end. We leave it fairly vague. But that the journey of his faith, his loss of faith and the redemption of the faith is the story. Karin, what is it like working with the musicians in the orchestra, given that the work has so many moods and textures and, uh, again, genres utilized in it? Well, it's really exciting, I think, for young people to be stretched in such a way with the color and the timbre of the type of music they need to produce. And because they're students, they are really very flexible and very committed to exploring what these things are. At the moment, I've um, really found that they absolutely light up when that light bulb goes off for a sound that they need to produce that's different from something maybe they would produce in a Beethoven symphony, for instance. So in that sense, it's been really great from the orchestral side. Uh, from the singers and actors side, they also have to work across genres of singing. So sometimes they're slightly more operatic. Sometimes they're much more West End Broadway sound. Sometimes they need to sound a bit more folk style. So it's really great in just challenging them to to explore the breadth of their instrument and what it can produce. And it's great that we have had a six-week period of time to to explore that because what they've come up with has been pretty remarkable. Finally, a question for both of you. What's your favorite moment in Bernstein's Mass from your respective perspectives as music director and stage director? I think for me, musically, the three meditations that the orchestra plays are really fantastic and stunningly important to the narrative of the story. And so for me personally, those are, are things that I really look forward to performing. But I think from the standpoint as music director for a cast of what is about 200 people when you get down to it and sound production and costume and wigs and makeup and director and audience. I really think my favorite moment of the entire mass is the very final chorale that the entire company sings because it, it shows what is possible um, when a community has a crisis and when they return and find their, their feet again to move forward. And I think that's such a great message. So for me, I think dramatically, it really is that that final moment when we've gone through two hours of of really challenging stuff to share with an audience. That final moment of um, resolution is just unparalleled. I think Bernstein's mass is the most dear to him project 
that represents so much of who he was as a man, as, as a person of faith, and as an artist. It's all wrapped up in one. It's certainly not perfect, um, as no man is perfect. He didn't intend it to be perfect. Bernstein was still writing it a week before the performance. He still did uh, adjustments to it after it opened. So it was not expected to be perfect. It was expected to be workable and close enough to get the message across. And over time, he did, he did adjust things, but he trusted the fact that that close enough would tell the story. And mass like bell-bottom jeans, it, it, it comes into style and it goes out of style. Right now, ironically, it's in style. And I think it's worth it for people to see it, not because mass vilifies anyone for anything, but it does hold up a mirror and it does achieve the art artistic responsibility of anything we do. First and foremost, it has to entertain. It has to be worth the price of the ticket. And for an artist's purpose, it has to leave people thinking about who they are and what they've seen. Mass does that. My guests have been Karen Hendrickson, the music director, and Douglas Webster, the stage director for UNC School of the Arts presentation of Leonard Bernstein's Mass. It'll be at the Stevens Center in Winston-Salem, Saturday, September 29th at 7.30 p.m., and Sunday the 30th at 3 p.m. And by the way, the Sunday performance is included in the next WDAV 40th anniversary event and will be followed by a reception with some of our hosts, including me, Frank Dominguez. Karen and Douglas, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Subscribe to this podcast at WDAV.org slash subscribe and follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College supported by listeners like you. Find us on the radio at 89.9 FM and HD1, streaming at WDAV.org, or on our mobile app, available at Google Play and the iTunes App Store. Thanks for listening.